Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. You can get in touch. WhatsApp 0876797104. And every single Wednesday, we like to bring on some of the best comedians in the country to tell you about some of the worst gigs that they have ever done. Um, and we all now hopefully get to laugh at and not cry. Delighted to be joined by uh, the wonderful Mr. Carl Spain this evening. How are you, sir? How you doing? How's it going? Not uh, too bad. Yeah, find out about my worst gig. No one ever is interested in my best gig, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk about that. Uh, you have to unlock your best gig after five of the worst horrific gigs you've ever uh, done in your entire life. I'm sure it's in the future somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all's got to come. Come here. Before, uh, before chatting about maybe your first gig, wh- or your, your worst gig, when was your first, by the way? April 2000, I did my first gig in the Haypenny. Oh, no way. And um, it went, it used to have the lucky duck. It still goes, I think. I think it is still going, yeah. Yeah. And I won it on my first week. Um, first gig went really well. And there was even, there was a Canadian comic guy who had some experience who just got on and he wouldn't believe it was my first gig, which I was, oh, this is great. Second gig, I won it again uh, the following week. Third week, I shared this with a woman who sang Frank Sinatra and she was, I'd say, well into her 70s. Oh, nice. um, and then the fourth week, I went back, I was going, I've got this nailed. And I died horribly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd done three great gigs. I thought, oh, I've heard about all these comics who have bad gigs. That won't be me. Mm. I'm, I'm past that now. I'm actually, <laughs> oh, they, 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 you know, what, I, what, what were those guys like that they have bad gigs? Were you sitting there and, in the stairs kind of chatting with everyone else? just kind of going, I just don't know. These amateur guys clearly aren't prepping enough because yeah, I, I just yeah. don't get them. No, it was, I remember being on stage and there was two guys in the front row talking to each other, like just going, do you smell gas? I smell gas. <laughs> I think I smell gas. And I'm not now worried about not only am I dying on stage, I'm thinking, <laughs> if they can genuinely smell gas, is the place about to blow up? And the standard, I'll tell you, the standard, even when they're saying, oh, I won, I won, and the joint winner, the standard was only okay. You know, if you were good, if you were anyway competent, you kind of did well or you were in the vote to win it. But on the fourth week when I died, uh, the standard was so bad, not just me, but they couldn't even find a winner. <laughs> they picked three people as joint winner, and I wasn't one of them. Oh, <laughs> and there was only four people on that night, and you were like, there oh, this a, is there bad. Was, uh, there was more than four. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was horrendous. It was, it was actually, I'd gone in the week before to do a gig and couldn't get on. Yeah. 
and I was blown away by how bad people were. I thought you had to be so good to do comedy. <laughs> and I've seen these guys who've dressed up in costumes. There was two guys with motorcycle helmets. They were acting stuff out. I think they were overly influenced by Vic and Bob, mm. but not with the material, just with dressing up and doing looking silly. But uh, I just couldn't. I was blown away. I was going, "Oh my god, these people are terrible." I can certainly do this. How, how many people were there on that fourth one when you died? Like, was it was it a full place at the time, or oh, was it like it would have been? Yeah, there would have been forty or fifty. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, it's one of those. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've, I, I I can remember a couple of faces. From, you know. <laughs> They still haunt your dreams. You're getting cold sweats. Yeah, waking yeah, up going, yeah. mother of God. But um, so you've been doing it, God, nearly twenty years now. Yeah, coming up twenty years next year. It's 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 frightening. Um, I was on last night in Galway with a comic who's younger than my career. Oh wow! And that's the first for me. <laughs> he's still in school. He's eighteen. He's still in school. And uh, I just thought, oh my God, because I remember that happening with a fr- uh, with Tom Rhodes, the American comic. Yeah. He was chatting to a girl. I, I was over in, we were over in Hong Kong, and there was a girl I knew would come to the gig, and he was chatting to her afterwards, and we realised that his career was older than her. <laughs> <laughs> it put a dampener on any possible chatting someone up. Yeah, that's going to ruin that straight away. When your career is older, not that I was chatting up the boy last <laughs> night either. Oh God! Right. So obviously, in I know you've done some huge gigs and you've gigged all over the world, and that was a good, I suppose, a good bad gig to get under the belt early on have there been any other kind of good notable ones where the proverbial has kind of hit the fan mid gig or whatever um, no there's a bit of terror the one I did the early doors I was on the RT New Comedy Awards and that got me onto the Late Late Show and it went okay but the terror I'll never forget the actual terror of everybody I've ever known is watching this yeah you know, and people, that, there was people coming up to me, you know, oh, God, I was wondering what you did. I know you're doing comedy because it's all the late late. My favorite one of those was a guy I went to college with who didn't know I'd started doing stand-up. Him and his mates uh, were smoking stuff in one of their houses. Right. And they were so off their heads. They said, let's put on the television. And they turned on the television. And I was on. And they couldn't, they thought it was the drugs that done it to them. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought they were, <laughs> has this weed been laced with acid and we're now hallucinating yeah, we're looking like, at the TV? Why's Carl on telly? Why's Carl? Carl's on telly. Just say no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've never touched a drop since. You turned them straight after that. Yeah, that was a, that was all a dream. It never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, like, I take it up was obviously nerve wracking about to do the first late late because I imagine not, not that it's not a comedy audience, but you're one doing it straight to camera and the audience is there behind you. It must be it must be a much very different, unique kind of setting to try and do stand up in. Well, it, 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 the, the reason it was so difficult and terrifying was Sinead O'Connor was on just before me, <laughs> and uh, Sinead O'Connor had sold her house to raise money for suicide refuge in Limerick. So I'm standing on the studio floor in RT on the, for the late late. I'm looking out at the audience and I hadn't been listening because she was the first guest and then there's me and the break. Like there'd been music at the start or whatever. So I'm kind of standing there and I'm there with the producers kind of not literally holding my hand but kind of, you know, just, you know, he knew I was new. I'd only yeah. done a few gigs and uh, I said, what are, they, what are they talking about? She's oh, she sold her house to raise money for suicide refuge and... I look into the audience and people are crying. Oh no. There was a woman, like literally my eye line straight into the audience was bawling crying. And I'm gone. 
and literally Pat Kenny then goes, anyway, let's... Uh, <laughs> Here's a comedian, yeah. And I was just, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what have they done, what have they done to me? How would they, that's and like they were deliberately trying to program that show just to ruin you, because you can't, you can't go from suicide awareness to stand-up comedy. They at least put you yeah, on after was, the break. It was, a, it was a jolt. They said to me, you have five minutes, but don't feel the pressure. You know, at five minutes, it will go to a break. But if you finish at like 4.50, it's fine. I did three and a half minutes. <laughs> I got one applause break and I, the, the relief and release of that right. for the applause, getting an applause break was... Uh, and then afterwards, your man said to me, oh God, you've no idea some of the, the best comics in the world have died on their ass on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't even done 10 gigs. I, like, it was like my sixth or seventh gig or something like that at the time back when you count your gigs and you know I was yeah. just like oh my god this is the worst and one of the uh, while, while we're in the Late Late studio I, it was a few years later I was doing the warm ups for the Late Late and I said who's on you know I was, I was kind of getting excited you, you know I've done it a few times Yeah, you get excited or who's in who's on like who the guests are because it could be anyone you know the you know massive future or superstar celebrities and uh there wasn't anyone like that. So I got a list of who was on and I was like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, you know, this band or, you know, I wasn't overly excited. I went on and I did a joke about murder in Limerick saying, you know, the same amount as murders as Dublin were competitive for our size. Yeah. And it didn't get a laugh and I went, okay, blah, blah, blah. I did a couple more. And did, the crowd didn't particularly warm to me, but it was, I just kind of was leaving going, ah, well, it's, you know, it's a tough gig, you know. Yeah. And when I went, when I went off, so I'm standing at the side of the studio and Pat Kenny walks on and says, we've got this band on, this guest, blah, blah, blah. And we do a feature on murder in Ireland and we have the families of murder. Oh, no. In the audience. No. So it was one of those heated debates, like, I was going, oh, my God, oh, my God, what, what the hell? I was, I, I was done at that stage and I was oh. chatting to one of the head RTE guys and he was like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ooh. It was just, it's a throwaway joke about, oh, Limerick, blah, blah, blah. You know, but they obviously, they're, they're sitting there kind of going, he has to know who's on, how horrible a person is Carl. Yeah, and it was just, it's just kind of, yeah, it was a bit, yeah, well, the audience probably thinking the worst of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good there was God. one, um, I remember doing the laughter lounge moved for a few years when it was being renovated that building to a nightclub on Middle Abbey Street and the laughter lounge itself I was having a great time so I'd done Thursday, Friday, Saturday and had a great weekend yeah. I can't remember where I was on but I'd had a great weekend I was like so happy with it and I got asked by Peter in the laughter lounge do you want to do a gig tomorrow here and I was like on the Sunday in the afternoon he says, yeah, there's a Formula One. They show the Formula One on a big screen. There's a big event um, if you want to come and do a gig. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm bulletproof in this room now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I arrived in the following day, and it was absolutely packed. They're all watching the race. Then they're interviewing Eddie Jordan live from the pits on the phone afterwards. There was a car in the kind of lobby of the night. Yeah. It's like really cool. And... Uh, so there's hundreds of people there and they go, okay, thanks so much for being at the event. You're a great audience, blah, blah, blah. You've whatever. There was raffles and different spot prizes and stuff and everyone got up to leave. So everyone's getting up to leave and I'm going, oh, I'll tell you know, and he was like, oh yeah, sorry, there's comedy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he hands me the bike and for the first like 10, well, you know, five, 10 minutes, it's just everyone leaving. Like they weren't, 
they've been there like, it's like going on you know oh, a football match or something and then as people are walking oh yeah it's a comedian coming out uh, yeah. yeah and it just they're all walking out and I'm just going oh this is horrendous but there were six guys at the front row or in the front table stayed ah uh, yes and they were good they were being a good audience so it whittled down to 30 people Right. Within like the ten, and I'm trying to do stuff, but they're kind of laughing, and it was um, eventually selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. One of them heckled me. And I think, I don't know, was it nerve? I went too far and just shutting him down. And I literally, they just looked at me and went, oh, we don't like you now anymore. Oh, no. So I'd lost my, literally the table I was playing to. Now, what I haven't told you, the best part of that story was, it was the first time my father had come to see me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd been up in Dublin for the day and he said, oh, I'll drop, I'll bring you home back to Limerick. So yeah. he called in with one of his mates and then sat in and literally watched 300 people walk out and watch me play to six people who I then, you know, offended and lost yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> it was just, and even when I went over to the guy to get paid, he went, oh yeah, here. And he didn't even look at me, just handed me the envelope with the money. It was just like, why did I, if I hadn't shown up, I don't think anyone would have even known. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those. But like a bit of a stupid kind of thing to put on at a gig like that or an event oh, yeah, like that. It wasn't a gig, it was an event. There's that thing of, oh, come what, what we do? We get a band, no, everyone said money. Or they'd be be too much. (laughs) Yeah. We just put on a comedian. Like, there's, yeah, they did one for the, um, by the way, I've done this in green rooms with comics, and you'll hear a bad story, and then at the end, you suddenly realize, shut up, Carl, you've too many of these stories. (laughs) Yeah, you just keep going, and you're like, oh, take it back, take it back. Yeah, I I did one for, in Limerick, in UL, I was, uh, it was a charity thing for the Special Olympics, so it said, oh, the volunteers would have been working all weekend, we just want to give them something to do, comedy. So I went grand, so as I'm driving into University of Limerick, I'm seeing everyone leaving, and again, I'm starting to think (laughs) the worst. All the volunteers, they'd volunteered, it was like keeping them back for the tension because yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. 
so they're all leaving but they, they drew up a crowd but some of them were uh, contestants and different people involved in the Special Olympics but there was one girl at the front who kept shouting up and at the start so I'm starting the gig there's a few other comics on I'm kind of emceeing and doing a bit and she goes I have a joke I have a joke I have a joke I said oh we'll give a joke in a minute now alright yeah. and uh, she's there chatting everyone's there everyone's listening everyone's fine but she's there I have a joke have a, okay. and so I go alright I have to deal with this so I said, all right, I'm going to get you to tell your joke, but you'll have to give back the mic then or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I gave her the mic. Okay, let's hear your joke. And she smashed me on the head with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> as the joke. And I tell you, you've never seen volunteers move as quickly. And it was literally, there was a bit, there was a trickle of blood. Like it was, uh, it didn't, oh. she cut me like right on the top of my head. Um, that's why if you ever see me there's hair loss there it's not that's not natural that's, <laughs> that's afflicted from a from a wound from a, you know that's from me being so charitable <laughs> for the Special Olympics but it was just like oh my god and I was thinking if ever there was a time I could say something horrible <laughs> 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 I'd be totally justified I was like okay and I think you know once the, you know, there was a little bit of blood on my hand and my finger you know it was a tiny amount yeah, yeah. she did hit, it was a hard enough thing but it was like oh my god I could Literally doing <laughs> so, so what happened after, after, right after she did that? Oh, I just went, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And they kind of stopped the gig. They kind of, it was like, you know, I felt like, um, you know, a president who, who was an attempted assassin. Yeah. You know, it was one of those like, oh, how are you doing? She was kind of surrounded her. I went, oh, no, I can't remember her name now, but you, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. I went, and shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold back the rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, here's Stephen Wright. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they're magic. God, so yeah, they're, they're a few eventful ones. Now listen, before, we, we won't dredge through too many of them, but you, you've gigged in all over the world in some of the most random places in the world as well. But for you then, best gig that you've ever done? Um, the, the, the best gig, the one, I think the one that meant the most was doing the Montreal Festival the Just for Laughs Festival oh wow because that was kind of one of the reasons that got me into comedy yeah and it was quite early I got it so I said it started in 2000 it was 2003 so I did a there was an audition thing we did in Vicar Street uh, like a showcase yeah Frankie Boyle had come over to do it and there was lots of Irish comics and I was kind of brought on to make up the numbers basically someone else had pulled out and they said oh we've got whatever it was eight or ten slots for the showcase yeah picked people and I, I did it and got picked so I had a great gig in Victor Street went to Montreal and it was just an incredible moment of just taking the mic out of the stand in Montreal going oh my god literally you know it's just over three years from when I started this was from ten years previous seeing Montreal on television yeah and going it's like seeing the World Cup and finding myself you know kicking off there you know yeah, and the gig stage. was great the gig I had a really great gig and the other, like Ed Byrne was on, David O'Doherty, Brendan Dempsey, and they were all going, oh, you know, it was one of those that once I came off, everyone's going, oh, well done, and even the Montreal people. So it had been a great gig, but it was on the occasion, it was like a big game and, you know, having a great gig. So it felt, it felt fantastic, you know, but there's other, there's other ones, you know, you play in a big room. The biggest gig, I was on pitching Crow Park for, uh, an Ireland Poland friendly at half time but Lovely. like as much as there might have been 40 50,000 people there at half time there's probably a lot less <laughs> yeah. but I wasn't doing comedy I was kind of hosting a penalty shootout yeah. for Aircom but one of the guys had kind of big uh, a big head of grey hair and uh, 
I just said, oh, he looks like a man from Back to the Future, you know, dark yeah. brown, isn't it? And it was amazing. You still think, you know, the, the, stage, the stands are half empty, but there's still, whatever it was, 15,000 people, he got a massive laugh, and I'll never forget the noise of it. I was going, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. You're not expecting, you know, it wasn't meant to be comedy. One line, and it just got a oh, big noise. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. The biggest stand-up gig, I supported Kevin Bridges in Glasgow in the Hydro, which is... 12,000 people. And oh, wow. I went on, and that was, you know, it's amazing. When the big crowd, you know, the noise, it's just, it's, it's, it's easier, I think, because you have to allow an extra second or two to let the laughter die down. Do you know what I mean? When a yeah. joke works, it, it almost echoes. Yeah, but the, but the, the six people back at that gig in the lounge, they're, they're yeah. laughing, it's done, it's done. You know? Yeah, but you've extra seconds to let the laugh, you know, to think, oh, what will I do next? Because you just let it, it's, it's an amazing feeling doing those gigs. Yeah, I, I played the Apollo Sport Ned Byrne in London. There's, you know, those important, iconic venues. Or, yeah. you know, the Olympia is an amazing stage to play. Because when, when you're in the audience in the Olympia, you think, Oh, this place is so big, but when you're on the stage, it feels so intimate. It's an incredible comedy room, you know, doing Vicar Street, you know, I wrote into a script, but it's not, no one ever said it to me, but I wrote into a script where I said, yeah, I've played Vicar Street loads of times, and someone going, God, yeah, you forget how many charity gigs you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them going around. Who's the real charity here? Is it getting Carol on stage <laughs> Right, but um, do you have coming up gig-wise around Dublin, and then what are you doing for the for the next one? Because I know there's the, the comedy well, the, carnival out your the way. The comedy carnival in Galway is is on, and not next. This again the following weekend, and it's you know it's a huge lineup. Yeah, I'm all over. My, actually, my favorite gig every year to do is the late night show at the carnival. So we have like four acts on, but like this year. You know, the likes of Bill Bailey, you know, John ah, Bishop will be popping in, hopefully doing 10 minutes. But there's been nights there. I mentioned Kevin Bridges, Sean Locke, you know, Glenn, well, like eight, ten people. Your man Bobcat Goldthwait, you know, the guy from the Police Academy. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. We've had lineups that I look back on and go, that, oh, my God, did that really happen? And every year I think, oh, it can't be as good as last year. You know, it's just... You know, it's yeah. not, not going to be the same. And every year it it, it, it it is, which makes me feel better about it going, oh, great, it's still going. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to now. I mean, the Laughter Lounge next month on the, the 20th, uh, 20, 20th, 21st, 22nd, or whatever, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Dubai in December, I should mention that, back around, all over the world, everywhere except South America. <laughs> I go. I, I choose not to go to South America. I'm just waiting for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last place, last continent you have to break. Yeah, yeah. I need to improve my Spanish. Mm, yeah. Comedy Español. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, come but here. The, um, the worst gig I've ever seen was last Saturday. <laughs> now I'll let you in I, I was, I, it was only a work in progress I was doing a, a show in the International on Saturday evening afternoon and it was Carl very popped in. funny it was very I can funny. tell by the sound of your voice Carl that you don't believe that you're just like, it it, was, it, it, we'll put that on the funny. fridge now won't it, we yeah it is very funny <laughs> I wouldn't have said it was terrible if it was terrible because that, that's too much I know what you mean you know, yeah yeah you know. too, too much of a dagger close yeah. to the heart see yeah. the sketches I can't wait to see it in the gallery yeah, no. <laughs> lovely. Well, listen, um, Carl Spain. Uh, thanks a million for popping on my worst gig this uh, this evening. Best of luck with the the Vodafone Comedy Carnival out in Galway. I, I presume some tickets are still available, which you can get on oh, yeah, the usual places. M- a million shows, but they are selling fast. But uh, 
you'll get to it. I hope I've been the best worst gig. You have, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's been up there, you know, coming on after Sinead O'Connor, that's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> that's going to be hard to beat. But listen, Carl, thanks a million for popping out tonight. We'll chat again. Cheers, thanks a million. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.